Welcome everyone to IFA Stream Greenhouses podcast. This podcast is presented by IFA Model Greenhouse Task Force. Hi everybody, this is Filippo from Italy, based in Bologna. Today's topic would be the pH management in the drip line and the root zone. And we are going to talk about it together with one of our most prepared agronomists on this topic. Without further ado, I let him present himself and start. Uh, thank you, Filippo, uh, for inviting me for this uh, topic. Um, first introduction from my side. My name is uh, Marco Molenaar from the Netherlands. Uh, I'm working for uh, Haifa Northwest Europe. Uh, and on a daily basis, I'm active in the greenhouse segment, uh, where I work with and with growers about uh, what soluble fertilizers. The reason why we choose for this topic, pH management in the drip line and root zone, is that we see on a daily basis uh, that there are many uh, questions and problems rising up. And this is the reason why I put this on the agenda to speak and discuss with each other about this. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Sometimes uh, we give too much attention on uh, nutritional recipes, uh, forgetting that uh, there are many other factors uh, that are uh, uh, driving our nutrients availability and efficiency of our nutrition. So uh, you want to start us uh, giving us some advice concerning the approach depending on the... Water source? Uh, yes, of course. Um, we see in the market that there are um, uh, many water sources in the market and every water source contains uh, something where we want to work with, where we must want to work with. And one of these elements uh, is, is bicarbonate and also looking to the pH. Uh, this is uh, important information for us as agronomists, but also for the grower to make in the end a good recipe. So the first thing, uh, what we must know in front is uh, the water quality. Uh, we must have the information on paper uh, to see what's inside the water. Uh, and that's always an advice to the grower uh, asking for, uh, put something on paper, uh, inform us about it. Yeah. And uh, so about the information of water, you were saying that we have different water sources. We, you can just say some general advice about uh, the type of uh, water source we can have? Uh, yes, of course, Filippo. Uh, when we are looking to the different types, uh, then I'm speaking about uh, rainwater or, or osmosis water, but also some areas uh, where they don't uh, have uh, enough rainwater available and then they must work with uh, municipality water, uh, soil water and also there we see big difference and again we want to know what is inside the water to make in the end a good recipe um, so that is the first question from my side to the markets uh, inform yourself inform your advisor which type of water and what is inside the water uh, for that yeah and uh, which is your experience uh, in the use and treatment of uh, the pure water let's say so the the water that is coming from the rain from osmosis uh, or so on yeah, uh, when we are looking to the Northwest European area, uh, rainwater is what I said always the best water which there is. There is nothing inside. It can also be a, a disadvantage, but we have no uh, high pH. We have no bicarbonate inside, so we can do what we want. Um, so collecting rainwater is the best. And if you have this uh, available, then my advice is to work with that for the fully 100%. Yeah. And uh, while you, when you are working, uh, for example, like in Italy with the soil depth uh, water, what is your advice? Yeah, then uh, the first thing is, is again, uh, inform yourself about this quality of the water, of course. And then I want to see a level of bicarbonate, which is 
active in the water and I want to see the results uh, on paper. And if we have this information, we can recalculate everything what is the need for the grower in the end. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah? But uh, uh, concerning uh, the parameter you were talking about, so pH and bicarbonates, how they affect the stock solution preparation and how we can react on it. We must know uh, uh, which type of water do you use for a good tech mixing. And uh, most of the time, this is totally new for the grower in the end, but also here, especially for the tank where we add sulfate and phosphate based fertilizers. Uh, and, and hard advice from my side to the market is that we must have a pH below five. Uh, and if we work with uh, uh, soil water, for example, and we use this water for, a, for the tank mixing where we add sulfate and phosphate-based fertilizers, the pH is rising up. Uh, and in front, we must react on that. And what I want to say is we must add some acid inside to decrease the bicarbonate level, to decrease the pH, to have a good balance between uh, uh, the fertilizers which we add in the system. Uh, so... In this tank, sulfate and phosphate-based fertilizers, the pH must be below 5. That's an hard advice. Yeah, and what about the other tank? So the the tank where we usually add uh, calcium nitrate? Uh, this tank is, in my opinion, totally different. Uh, this is a tank, uh, you are speaking about calcium nitrate, but we know that there also is uh, some gelates inside, especially looking to iron gelates. And if we add some acid in this tank where iron gelate is inside, uh, we know... Uh, that we kill uh, the gillates. And for that reason only, we don't advise any acid in this tank. So in general, acid is only allowed in the tank where we add sulfate and phosphate-based fertilizers. Thank you, Marco. Marco, you come from the Netherlands. In your country, like in many others, it's mandatory to recycle the drainage water. This is uh, an action that could be really green also for other countries that uh, has no regulation. So, what's your personal experience concerning the management of the so-called drainage water? Yeah, it's, it's a very good question, uh, because in our territory, in Northwest European area, it's uh, not, allow not allowed anymore to throw water away. So, what you said is fully true. We use all the drainage water which we create in our system, uh, which means that we must, uh, the water bringing back into the system, uh, and we see that if a plant is reacting on uh, uh, growth, uh, we see that the pH is also rising up in the root zone. And near pH, also the level of bicarbonate. Uh, we collect this drain water from what we uh, create in the system. We have a tank where we collect this water. And normally we must do something. And in the uh, modern greenhouses, we disinfect also this water. And it can be via, via heating systems or it can also be via uh, UV systems. And we know that in this, uh, in this segment that we're also uh, using some acid to clean the disinfection equipment, which has an effect in the end, what we bring back into the system. Yeah. So we, we have looked uh, into water quality and management uh, at the beginning and at the end of all, but... Uh, we can also look to the pH, to the levels inside the root zone. Do these values uh, can give us uh, some data concerning our crop? 
Uh, you mean what we are sending to, to the plant or what we have in the root zone? What we have in the root zone. Okay, yes. Um, what we want to see on analysis is that we want to have a pH around 6 in the root zone. Because when we are going lower and lower about pH, mm -hmm. then also there is a destroying of the roots. Uh, so the goal in the end is to have a pH of 6 which is good for the elements which we want to uh, have available for, uh, for the plants. Uh, the higher the pH, we know that there are some elements lost about availability. Uh, so in general, we can say the pH of 6 is uh, perfect for a good available uh, elements in the, in the root zone for that. Okay. Thanks, Marco, for the time you dedicated us and also for your knowledge sharing. You have given us many, many useful information. Let's try to summarize them in the last minutes. So, uh, we have understood the importance of following the water quality all along its streams in the greenhouse. So, where you must have a proper analysis and uh, what is the aim in each one of your water streams? Um, yeah, what I said in the beginning is uh, inform yourself about the water quality, uh, inform yourself about the pH and bicarbonate in the end. Uh, every year, at least at once a year, uh, inform yourself. And if we have this information, then we can do everything what is uh, good for the plants in the end. So starting with collecting water, bring it to the lab and see what is the result. That's the starting point. In the second phase is that we want to see the, the drip water which we are sending to the plant uh, must be also good organized. So sending to the plant a good pH for availability in the end. And last but not least is, is that we are taking uh, water from the slab to see also there uh, which pH and bicarbonate we have. Also there for a good availability uh, for elements for the plants. Yeah, during uh, our speech, we were uh, talking about many tanks. Okay, the tanks for uh, the stock solution, uh, the tanks uh, for the pure water, and uh, a possible tank also for uh, the drainage water collection. Could you summarize them and giving uh, your advice concerning the action we can do in this tank? And uh, with that, you mean uh, also related to the pH, which we are sending, collecting everything uh, to Yeah, altogether. maybe it's good to know, for example, uh, looking to the pure tank water, okay? in your country, when you collect uh, maybe some soil depth water, you act uh, with the acid addition directly in this tank? Um, yeah, it's, it, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit uh, complicated, but uh, speaking about rainwater, uh, this is the quality where we work with. We do not any action. Um, collecting uh, water from the soil, uh, inform yourself, that's the first step. Second one is uh, react on what we see on paper. And there, with a pH measurement system and an adding system, adding some acid in front. That's the first step. Then uh, you said uh, about the tank for the stock solution of sulfate and phosphate, where we must have a pH below 5 to have a better uh, preparation. And then you said that in the other tank, so the one where we usually add calcium nitrate, but also iron chelates, we should leave the, the things out there it is because adding some acid, as you know, if we don't know the quality of the water, so if you not don't know if we have some bicarbonates or not inside, can also kill the chelates. And just to conclude, uh, we have come to the end of the episode. Uh, before the final greetings, uh, could you give us some general pH range looking uh, to uh, various uh, different uh, parts of our uh, 
a greenhouse where we give, collect uh, and uh, the water. Yes, of course, Filippo. Um, speaking about the pH of the drip water, of course, it's depending on the crop uh, behind. But in general, uh, I want to see a pH between 5 and 5.5 in the drip water, which we are sending to the plant. Um, the pH in the stock solution, looking to the tanks, calcium nitrate tank together with iron glades, we do nothing with that. So it is what it is. The tank where we add sulfate and phosphate based fertilizers, I want to see a pH below 5. Otherwise, we create some uh, reactions from different fertilizers. And to the pH in the root zone, I want to see on paper, on analyze a pH between 5.5 and 6. So in general, there we have an answer for that. So that's all for today's episode. I really want to thank you, Marco, for this opportunity and all the people that are listening to our podcast. This was uh, IFA Stream Greenhouses. This podcast has been presented to you by IFA Modern Greenhouse Task Force. Do not miss the next episode. Thank you, Filippo. Thank you, Marco.